1: Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
0: And hey, the Hawks have won! The Hawks win! Back
1: with more Dukes and Bell. Live from State Farm Arena. These guys are wacky.
0: Sports Radio 929, the game.
3: It is Dukes and Bell. We are live at State Farm Arena. Tonight, Hawks taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. Coach Bud's back in the
4: house. Oh, that's great. Yeah, great to be here. I could have run the whole show. You guys ran me out. I the man. <laughs> could have done it all. You know, I was going to bring Dwight Howard in here, man. Wait, wait, be... Coach, you did bring Dwight Howard in a Yeah, it? It was, it was you guys missed it. It was amazing. <laughs> you missed the brilliance. <laughs> Lots of stuff going on. <laughs> he fancied the- himself the personnel guy and the coach for those who are not catching the drift.
3: Well, and, and listen, here's what's funny. He didn't want to rebuild, and, you know, he goes to Milwaukee, they win a chip, and now, Mike, doesn't this feel like we're starting over a little bit? Yep. With all the things that are going on? If Nate's gone, right. and he's not, by the way, but if that ends up happening, we're going to have a new – is gone. We're going to have a new VP of, right. of, you know, player personnel and all that stuff. General Manager Landry right. Fields is in place, but it, it kind of sounds and feels like yep. – we're, we're going to be starting over in, in a little bit of – you know, in a, in a fashion. Uh, let's talk about the Falcons, though, man, because we've got some decisions to make, Mike.
4: Like, do you want to bring back Lorenzo Carter? You know what? I heard Dean Pease and that – we replayed the interview yesterday at the 6 o'clock hour. He made it sound like he was doing okay. I just thought Lorenzo – I mean, I don't know. You look at Lorenzo Carter, he looks like he should be a pro bowler and, you know, one of the best players in the NFL. He's too inconsistent for me. That's why he didn't get his option picked up with the Giants or they, they didn't extend the contract. I don't know. I, I mean – does he fit better in a four three? I don't know. I just I thought I, he fit better with what we were yeah, doing. I just I I didn't see enough consistently. I just I was left wanting a lot more from Lorenzo Carter. If I'm honest, I I mean I like talking to the guy. He's a fun guy. He's a fun interview. Oh, but he just he, I think he needs to produce more. Period. The other guy that I'm curious about, and the Falcons are
3: going to save a lot of money by not necessarily bringing him back is Casey Hayward. He started out the year. We thought he was going to be a big help for us, and I think he could have been. But Mikey's 12 years in now, and a, a guy that you know, when you start talking about durability being an issue, I think we need, maybe need to get younger corner, not older. Um, even what, what what Casey Hayward brought, but they're gonna save, I think, seven million dollars in, in cap money if they don't bring him back. So that becomes a factor, guys. When you're talking about you know this rebuild. And having all this money to spend, it just, again, you don't just bring
4: guys back to bring them back. Right. And uh, one of the things also Dean P said, talking about Casey Award, and, and just talking about AJ Terrell needing another dynamic core corner opposite AJ Terrell. Look, we, we've got to get this pass rush figured out. I mean, yeah, I know it's not exactly a. a it's not a an A-list for edge rushers in the free agency class. Big names in the defensive tackle position. But we've got to get it, Carl. I guess, you know, we've got to commit a couple of draft picks high in this draft. People want a wide receiver. We need a third wide receiver. I get that. We already talked. I think we both agree offensive line through for free agency or – no, 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 yes. I mean, is, there, is you, are you locked it, in? We do this, one side of the ball goes free, one side goes draft. Yeah, right. it, Or are you mixing match? I, I don't think it means
3: that you can't do a little both, Mike, depending on how you spin. But, yeah, I, I think you still can draft some, some young offensive linemen. I don't think you just go away from it. Maybe we draft them later in the draft. Right. Let's hear from Terry Fontenot, guys. This is our general manager. This is his time of year, by the way. We're going to have Coach on. We'll talk to him today. We'll probably talk to Coach a couple of times before now in the draft. But at the end of the day, this is when general managers make their money. This is when you start to craft your team, what you're going to do. And, again, this defensive coordinator hire is a big deal. But he was talking about knowing what he wants on defense. And he's talking about Coach uh, Arthur Smith. This is Terry Fontenot.
2: Yeah, we've had a lot of conversations even uh, while Dean was here, Arthur knows what he wants on defense. Arthur doesn't, as a head coach, as a play caller, as an off—he doesn't just stay on one side of the building and just focus on the offense. He's involved in every phase, special teams, defense, uh, offense. So he's involved in every area. And so he knows which he's always known as a – which structure he wants, what types – he knows what affects him as a play caller and and, and what you struggle with. So he knows what he wants it to look like. And him and Dean obviously uh, conversated a lot and him and the defensive coaches. So it's not like now we're bringing in a new – visionary of the defense and he's going to have a whole different you know author really knows what he's looking for and and he's he'll be strategic in that when we sign when we draft players we weren't prisoners in the moment and they're not going to fit we're drafting players that are can be multiple and can fit what we're looking for
3: multiple you're going to hear that word a lot falcon fans versatile you're going to hear that word a lot because these defenses are just that they're multiple and they're versatile. If you have guys that can play on the inside or outside, we'll use Grady as an example. Grady can play on the inside or the outside. Mike, it doesn't matter. He's a, he's a producer. You find those kind of guys that you can mix and match. You can run whatever kind of defense you want to run, whatever's going to be effective. But there is a base set. And if you're going to be more nickel and dime than anything else, then you better have the DBs to do that, Mike. Right. If you're going to be a 3-4, you better have the linebackers to do that. Either way, I think this is going to be a big hire for this Falcon football team. I'm
4: reading an article right now from Yahoo Sports, and they give you the top 25, but they project to be the top 25 free agents yep. in the NFL. And I'm looking at the second best options, Okay, okay. just just for argument's sake, so we don't go crazy and, and run through all that cap space immediately. How about a guy named Jamal Dean from the Buccaneers? He's I would also a guy at 26. I want a guy in the mid 20s. Yeah, I don't want too old. Um, another name. I know you've mentioned this guy before. I sent a guy we've talked about from an edge rusher. He. I don't know what you get. What do you think about gotta Yannick Ingwakwe is going to be a free agent. He is 28 right now. Yeah. What is this? Not this not was, good against the run. He's he's a pass rush specialist. I was thinking this will be his third team, right? He's yeah. been on. I have sacks this year for the Colts. A couple of teams, yeah, for the
3: Colts. That's right. They went out and, and grabbed him up, thinking they were going to improve that defense. Um, I don't have any issues with Ingwakwe. I'm going to tell you this. I think. I think what you got with with Lorenzo Carter is probably what you'd get with, with Nguakwe. I think is a better pass rusher, right.
4: but from a stat statistical standpoint, is he going to give you double-digit sacks? That's the question. And I know I mentioned this because we got on this conversation when you were on vacation, but just I'll throw it out there again. Again, there's just one article. That you can. Everybody's got their own metrics, but Deron Payne is listed as a number 11 option for far get his free it. agent. Gotta go get he it. next to Grady, again, credit to Bo Morgan, our producer Squid, was throwing this out there about two weeks ago. Gotta go that get just it. improves everything. And, makes, and that helps helps Cady, that helps, uh, Katie, that helps uh, D'Angelo Malone, and whoever you're going to draft this year
1: in the NFL draft. Yeah, well, me, don't forget they got Ngakwu.
3: <laughs> to, to me, he is, <laughs> he is high on the list to see where his head is at, where, where he wants to go. Now, again, I know everybody goes, well, if we offer him the most money, he's going to come here. Money does matter. Um, there's no doubt. And we can offer him a lot. But, again, I don't want to overpay that's going to be the issue but with, I like with him, a lot man. of these free agents. Right. Uh, Hargrave from the Eagles is turning thirty. Yeah, they're moving on from him um, only because I of, take him. I take him. No, no, he's better than anybody we got right, right. now. They're moving on from him because they got young guys on that defense right. line. Yeah. You know, so th- they have an op- They have options there. They're stacked on that defensive line. Here's Terry Fontenot guys talking about where the combine and draft process is for Atlanta Falcons. It's Duke's and Bell.
2: Yeah, we're right in the heart of everything. And, and uh, the scouting department does a really good job. We've already had some um, college meetings in December. The, the pro staff has been in pro meetings uh, for the last couple weeks. And so we're right in the heart. Uh, of that. Now, as we wrap up the season, the first thing we do is, is we look in the mirror and we're going to look at every aspect of the program and assess every detail, take a deep dive and look at the things that went well, the things we want to continue to build on, and where are the areas that, that we need to improve. So, so we'll take our time and we'll first self-scout and self-assess, and then we'll move forward.
3: So where are we in this plan, right? Arthur Smith, Terry Fontanello, they come here. It's a mess. They inherited a mess, and we've said this. And they've maneuvered and gotten through because they were able to move on from Matt Ryan and move on from Julio, the Calvin Ridley mess that happened. And now he says, Mike, this is Fontenot again. We're in the next stage of our plan for the organization. This is year three, guys. We'll be going into uh, this offseason and getting ready for next year. Fontenot said this is the plan.
2: We're in the next phase of the plan, so so um, we had a plan from the very beginning, and now we're in the next phase of that. And this is going to be a different offseason than we had the previous years. Um, we and yet we're still going to be smart, and we're still going to um, handle things the right way. We're still going to set parameters and have discipline in, in everything we do. Um, and yet. It's going to be a different off season um, than it was, and, and yes, decisions we made before we knew exactly what we're stepping into. We knew what the challenge was, and we knew, okay, early on in year one, we we're going to have a lot of young players, but we have to sign some veterans that because we want to establish the culture and we want to establish our identity, and, and, and we want to make sure we're, we're setting a foundation the right way. See, I'm a little confused. Let me back this up. What was phase
3: one? Phase one was coming in, evaluating where you were, what you were going to be able to do. Phase two, which was this year, how do you adjust for moving on from Matt Ryan? Mm -hmm. And... Adding these one-year contracts and players that you knew were going to be here long-term shouldn't face one of been moving Matt
4: Ryan off the roster and just taking your medicine that year. If, I mean, I mean, one the, way or the other. If, if mean, the owner would have allowed them, that's the thing. And this is a conversation I had today in the office with our buddy Eric Lee. We're always chatting about the Falcons, and we were talking about this. And I'm just I wonder when they first went for the the whole process started. This is why when I worry about where this is a Carl. I'm not trying to make radio hype here. This is a monstrous crossroads in falcons history this season to fix this organization by getting this thing right in free agency in the draft. And I'm just, so, I'm just a little confused about some of the moves that were made. You didn't move Matt Ryan the first year. Then if you, if you all agree that you yeah, acquiesced to the owner, you pursued Deshaun Watson, so you gave away Matt Ryan for next to nothing. Look, we all knew this gap year was coming. I'm just saying I'm not exactly sold on the process. That's, I, if I'm making it simple, I'm, I'm, I really need Terry Fondo to knock it out of the freaking park this year with all these moves we have to make. And there are a lot of them. Well, let me say this, and, and, and listen. I don't ever defend GMs
3: because their work defends themselves, right? Right. record speaks for itself. When you do well, you draft well, you you do great jobs in free agency, it all speaks for itself. But I will say this. When Fontenot took over again, and you're talking about all these moves when you come in and you're just rearranging things, and, you know, I don't give a damn, I'm going to clear house, I think it's more difficult to do those things than we, we give it, you know, credit to. And and again, I don't know. We both think that the owner had a big say in a lot of the stuff that was going on. They also kept the scouting
4: staff for the first year, too. The, the, yeah. The, the one that he inherited.
3: We're going to keep Matt, and then you can do whatever you want, and we'll see where we're at. And that was the plan. And I think Arthur Smith even mentioned this to us. Like, th- this was kind of, we knew we were going to hold on to Matt the season to see where this was going to go. But the idea that you come in, change everything, and everything's fixed, this is a Huge offseason. I've said it time and time again. It may be the biggest one we've seen since 08. When you talk about drafting Matt Ryan, only because you're changing the face. I've told you guys for a long time. We can talk about this, this being a, uh, a gap year and all that stuff. When you finally turn the quarterback over and you hand the reins over to whoever it's going to be, that's when we can start talking about that. I think that's happening. I think that's happening with Desmond right. Ritter.
4: But, I mean, you've got to get this right, guys, because teams that always have cap space, seems to be the teams that always seem to have cap space, the Jets, the Jags for years until they finally – maybe the Jets are coming out of the woods right now. But I just – I, I got to nail this draft. I got to fix the O-line. I got to find a pass rush, brother. I mean, it's a lot of stuff, man. I'm, I hope we can get it done, and we cannot miss on the draft. We've also got a ton of draft picks, and they're good draft picks, Carl. We got to maximize it. All right,
3: let me ask you this about the O-line. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. One last thing. We'll hear more from Terry Fontenot. coaches coming up. We're going to get to some headlines. Mike, this O-line, this O-line ranked fourth among all oh, – Or check that. This O-line <laughs> – I don't want to give This O-line – was uh overall passer rating i'm looking at the run numbers here it's hard to say that it was bad. I know that we've got to fix it. Elijah Wilkinson was good. We talked about Caleb McGarry. Right. Ran the ball well. We ran the ball well. And I'm only bringing that up because that's going to be the foundation. I think we were fourth in the league right. is what I, We also what I probably had
4: less pass attempts than any other offense in the NFL. And that's got to change. That's got yeah. to change. Which I'm, also skews your numbers because you're not asked to pass block as much as everybody else. We, we will talk more about
3: this. Yeah, the fourth in the league when you talk about rushing the football. All right, we're coming back. Headlines coming up. Arthur Smith at 3 o'clock. We're live at State Farm Arena, guys. Felipe Willis, appreciate you following us on social media. He says Falcons' defensive scheme, fellas, needs to change back to a 4-3 because they ain't using the 3-4 in the most effective way. Uh, I don't necessarily know if that's the case. Mike replied by saying, listen, all these dudes are one-year deals. You can easily flip it one way or the other. Understand this, and I mean, again, I'm trying to be a simplistic – I'm not telling you it doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter. (laughs) When you're in the nickel as much as most teams are these days, whether your front is 3-4, 3-4, 4-3, we've talked about this hybrid, what I need is players. I need guys who can come off the edge, Mike, who can stop the run in the middle and linebackers that can flow and make plays and cover guys. If you give me those guys, I guarantee you I can put them in any damn defense and it's going to work. Are some guys better in certain defenses? Absolutely. But if you're telling me that our success hinges on us flipping
4: back to the 4-3 or we're going to be 3-4, it doesn't. It just doesn't. Yeah, I'm looking right now at the draft class. We are just talking real quick about Fontenot. His first two draft classes have produced s- six here, and a half sacks. Here with the Falcons? Six and a half sacks. I'm looking at he uh, has got three. Uh, one is a corner. It's a corner blitz. I don't really count. We're talking about the edge rushers. But yep. D'Angelo Malone got one this year, and Cady had two and a half sacks this year. So I know that Ebicady was – we were high on him, but there was that – he was like that second level of, of pass rushers, the, the projected second round. We've got to do better in this next draft. We've got to find – and, again, that also comes to how high, how high you designate a draft pick for your edge rusher, too, and get that superstar. Get, get it that. should it should be at eight. Get that guy <laughs> right. I mean that should be at eight. And again, like it's wait, guys are. Already, if you're telling me we got our quarterback, right. it should be at eight. Guys are already hitting me with mock drafts. Guys, you got to wait for the combine. You got come on, it's crazy talk. Okay, you don't even know who's. Some guys are still coming out. So stop it. Even I, even I, why I draft crazy? Don't do it. But. <laughs> Real quick, there are some names already that you've seen from some big – you want to go with Clemson, there's some guys on a defensive line. Clemson do a nice job of getting the quarterback on the ground, both at tackle and at edge. I am not be plen- going to mark. Yeah. <laughs> not yet. There are going to be plenty of names. I wait till MLK
3: Day mark. I do this every year. I do, I've been doing this for forever now. There are going to be plenty of names. Right. We're going to find out more information. We're going to talk to different people. Okay. <laughs> And when it comes time, we will definitely lay out for you, here are the guys. Now, if you just want to go and clown around and have fun, be my guest. Waste your day away. (laughs) But I'm not going to do that because there are too many variables right right now for me to tell you, here are the guys that we should be trying to draft, and we're three months away. So we appreciate your passion, but stop it. We we need to focus (laughs) on... what areas we are we right.
4: need to focus on. And now, then we can start talking about some of yeah, the stuff. If you want to start looking at the, the articles that are out there about the free agent class, that's a compelling conversation. Because yes, those are guys with a proven track record. Yeah, no so, doubt.
3: Coach Arthur Smith is going to join us, guys, coming up here. Three uh, o'clock. And he, along with Terry Fontenot, and the reason why we're talking about the Falcons is Terry Fontenot spoke today and Mike is talking about, hey, I need to see something. I need to see some things. Right. Um, and we got a bunch of picks, and, and we'll see how this is maneuvered between now and the draft. But, now, for us, without us being in the playoffs, we, our offseason has started. Right, We've got to start. The, the, the coaching staff it officially hasn't been announced. I think it has. They're going to coach the East-West Shrine game. Which is great. They get more access and more players. Absolutely. I mean, all this stuff, man, we we got to take a look at a bunch of guys before you start telling me this is the guy. All right. Coach is going to join us coming up 3 o'clock. Turtle behind the glass, our engineer. We're live at State Farm Arena. Got to read this before we get into some headlines, Mike. This is from um, – UGA back-to-back champs he says
4: Trey sitting out again well he, I mean you know if it's the flu although you know, you could get a B12 shot you could get you know some fluids in there you know you give it a go it's you know it's so, honest, and national television game so right? this yes is, those are the big trucks I saw when I walked in those yes, are ESPN's yes, trucks yes, yeah that yeah. Means
3: ESPN's. Here. this is UGA's back-to-back champs that's his Twitter handle this right. is his thing he says I'm not buying it <laughs> Then he says
4: he's sitting out of big games. Wait for it, on purpose. Oh, no, I want to go. Now let's not go conspiracy nut here. Now he's trying to he's trying to leverage this flu bug to get Nate Gotts. Is that you telling me? Come on, man. Come that's, on. What, that's what he says.
3: Yeah. I hear you, man. Listen, I'm disappointed. Mike and I are down here. Right. Bo's down here. We want to see Trey too. We know he gives us a better chance to win. Right. I said it, guys. If he's sick and he can't play, or check that, you can play. But are you going to be effective? And if he's not, then I'd rather him not play. And let's right. run. Let's run the other guys right. out there and give it. A, give right. it a go, man. Because yeah, I mean, I mean. most
4: guys don't take sick days out there. To listen yeah. to the show. <laughs> yeah, most guys, you know, you can't really do that. I don't know, you and I. We did miss a lot of school. <laughs> Only time I missed work here at the station was that I had vocal cord surgery. I Couldn't speak. I think it's pretty good excuse. But back to you, Carl. All right, guys. Bo Morgan, executive <laughs> producing. Chris. <laughs> Let's hit some
3: headlines.
1: Strap in, youngins. Hitting the headlines with Dukes and Bell.
3: Yeah, man, listen, I don't think Trey is doing this purposely. He's a baller. Um, Trey wants to play. He, he's an all-star. He will be. He's one of the top boat getters Guys, and this is a proven season, right? We were in the play-in tournament last year. You think he wants to be in the play-in tournament th- this season? I don't think Trey wants to be in the play-in tournament because he knows the narrative is going to be there's been no improvement. So he would want if he can play, he's going to play, and I'm going to stand behind him on this one. I don't think it's a a, a situation where he's trying to hold out and get anybody. You no, know, I
4: can't take that. I just I just want him to do his job. You know what I mean? Do a little, little,
3: little, little Iron Man action. you not hey, man. let up, are you? 82
4: games of the season, Joe. Let's hear from <laughs> Nate McMillan.
3: Here's the guy we need back, Clint Capella, coach.
2: You know, we just uh, we got we need to get our big guy back. You know, uh, we've been getting pounded on the boards. Uh, we're small. Uh, when we have uh, Oyeka and John in there and uh, you know we need for all of our guys to get in and help.
3: I don't like getting pounded I mean I mean I don't gonna kiss me first. I don't like being pounded. Coach said it I didn't say it. Coach said we're getting pounded. Mm. what Chris that,
4: that's what he said. So, I mean, I mean. Some people are into that sort of thing. I'd rather be the poundee than the pound. Anyway. Yes. Um, or the pounder. You pounder. You pounder. Been, you pounder yes. We do pick up a guy to help us in that department of being less pounded <laughs> when we bring in Derek Favors from the south side. South Atlanta High School played for uh, Paul Hewitt back in the day for uh, Georgia Tech, and uh, he's on a 10-day deal, as we mentioned at the start of the show. It's all about the wording, guys. Yes. Uh, uh, so so oh. you ra- you'd rather be the
3: pounder than the pounder? Yeah. He just, he meant, can he play it again, Chris? He said it. We're getting pounded.
2: You know, we just uh, – we got we need to get our big guy back. You know, uh, we've been getting pounded on the boards. See?
3: see? Don't All right. Don't, don't get pounded. We got to get better. Uh, he's right. These second-chance opportunities, we've been talking about it the whole West Coast trip. Tonight, it's Giannis and company, guys. We'll see what the Hawks are able to do. You can listen right here on Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 7 o'clock. We're going to talk more about the game coming up. But, again, no Trey. He is ill. Meanwhile – The celebration is building. Saturday, the Steakhouse is going to be at Grindhouse. They're going to be out there 10 to 2, hanging out. Uh, Sandra's going to be there. Rusty's going to be there. They're all going to be out there kicking it, guys. And uh, I invite you to stop by. Last year, Mike and I were doing a live broadcast from there. We had so much fun uh, getting ready for the parade and going down. So Kirby was talking about what drives him, Mike, as a football coach.
1: It's a lot more important to me than I'm a good father and husband than I am a coach. And I tell my wife, I texted her last night before the game. I said, uh, I
4: was like, I, I feel like I haven't been as good a husband and father as I can be because I spend so
2: much time doing this. And you know what? These men are why I do it. And I do it for them because I want them to be successful. And I want the University of Georgia to
4: have impacted their life like it did mine. It's a great line. I mean, he's a li- he's a lifer from UGA. I mean, he's met his wife there, it's, it's well-documented. You know, these guys, I love the stuff you heard yesterday about guys who are going to go in the transfer portal and explore their options, but they want to win the national championship. As Kirby said, practically made him cry. So, look, you got so many pieces coming back, the big determining factor in the trenches. How many offensive line pieces are going to stay? How many are going to go? Because that's where you, you say Carson back, Turning the keys over, we got a guy named Bowers. You got a couple of pieces of wide receiver. You got running backs every year. Yeah, This thing's trucking, man. This thing is rolling. You saw the, the Bear Alexander. You saw the new faces for the guys that have been watching George all season in the second half against TCU. I appreciate Kirby
3: saying that because, to, be, to be honest, that is the bigger thing. But mm-hmm. I do think his wife probably replied, 100 million, baby, yeah. I'm good. Uh, yeah. I'm okay. You, stoop, you burn that midnight <laughs> oil, honey bunny. <laughs> Kirby's right, though. Father, husband, that is the bigger thing. All right, guys, we're coming back. Coach is going to join us. We're going to see what Arthur Smith is talking about. His offseason has officially started, as he will not prepare for a game on Sunday, Saturday, or anytime soon. But what are his thoughts about where we
0: uses over home internet uses during times of congestion.